0: Hey, listen! Welcome to the Hey Games Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morse, and with me here today, the one, the only, Rob Douglas. How's it going, Rob? Not bad. What's happening? So this week, Rob and I are bringing you episode thirty of the Hey Listen Gamescast. It's crazy. We 30, are thirty wow. years old today, and in honor of in honor of being a <laughs> uh, thirty episodes long, we're actually technically what thirty weeks old. Thirty one. We're we're 31 because we took a week off. That's right. For
1: around Christmas time.
0: (laughs) But uh, in honor of our 30th episode, we are going to be talking about um, some video games that actually turned 30 years old um, this year in 2017. So we're talking about a lot of fun games that came out in 87. As well as making some bold predictions about Nintendo Switch event that is happening in two days. It's finally happening. Um, So that'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, we also have a some sad news about some game cancellations and delays uh, which is always always sad it's always sad but uh we'll uh break those down for you guys but yeah um this has been a great start 2017 so far i've been playing Mm -hmm. a lot of retro stuff it's been been a lot of fun and uh as always we'll talk to you guys at the end of the show um about what we what we've been playing this week but uh rob why don't you hit us up with our first news story
1: All right, so the first big thing uh, we should probably talk about is... Let's talk a little bit of Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect developers announced that there is no season pass for Mass Effect Andromeda. What? Which is... An EA game with no season pass? Sort of like breaking their own rule, right? (laughs) They created that (laughs) rule. But there was absolutely no denial about DLC. He said that we would talk about it at a later date. So... There might still be DLC, but yeah. there's no season passed for the DLC if there is any.
0: I would be shocked if there was no DLC at some point for Mass Effect, especially with how successful and popular the DLC was when in Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, like I know I, oh, yeah. I never I kind of played one of the uh, story DLCs, I think in Mass Effect 3, but uh, I had a lot of friends who played through all of the DLC missions in both games and uh, I heard just nothing but good things, and they were just really, yeah. really well done. And there was even a lot of cool multiplayer updates and DLC that they put mm-hmm. out. I think those were were free updates and stuff too—new maps and weapons, characters, stuff like that. I think. So, I'm, I'm I think sure, the sure best ones,
1: I hope we get stuff sort of like uh, Mass Effect Three had their uh, the Citadel, Citadel, Citadel DLC, expansion, or, which yeah. was sort of an extra story, but it was more of just spending more time with your the characters you've grown to love over the course of three games. Yeah. I think something like, like, if they do release DLC, if it's more along the lines of that, like, it advances the story of characters in the world, it advances, you know, your relationship and standing with some of the characters, like, that'd be cool. Yeah. As long as it's not, like, the ending of Mass Effect 3 where they release free <laughs> DLC to change it.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think any DLC where they're they're giving you more face time to interact with characters and get more dialogue and backstory, like, any of that kind of stuff, I think, is, is just awesome for a game, especially any Bioware game, so
1: yeah so hopefully um hopefully if there is dlc it's good dlc like that if not i'm sure we can all live without dlc yeah especially <laughs> from an
0: ea game if, if an ea game full ea single player and multiplayer game that you know mass effect has both of those components is published and there's no dlc i'll be very impressed that they shipped a full complete game that they're not planning on adding anything later but uh uh, I, yeah. I doubt it will happen. <laughs> so, uh,
1: a couple of other ones—they're a little bit more on the sad side. Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven developers said that they still have a long ways to go, so the games will probably not come out this year. I know we teased everyone Big last surprise. week with our uh, <laughs> with our bold, like, kind of our bold prediction that Kingdom Hearts three will not come out this year, and guess what? We were right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just so. amazing from from the initial announcements of like both those games how little we've seen and heard of both of those kingdom hearts three i think has even no. that was announced i think a year or two before the final fantasy 7 remake was even announced so that one especially like it's been so long three
1: was announced i believe it i think it was almost 10 years ago so i mean (laughs) it it might have been longer than that i mean kingdom hearts 2 came out around
0: 2005 yeah well we know that it's been kind of in the works but like i think they put out like a a trailer with some gameplay and stuff of, like, four, three or four years ago. And I don't think they've shown a single thing of footage, like, since then. Like, it's...
1: They showed a little bit, uh, not this year, but last year's E3. Sorry, this is 2017, so I got to (laughs) change how I speak about things. 2015, they showed a little bit. it was like a really short, like quick, like I don't remember. It was like a Titan battle or a boss battle or something. They showed a little footage of that. And then they haven't really shown anything since that. They were absolutely silent at E3 this year. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII was announced this year, or 2016. But they did say that this year, 2017, they will have a presence at E3 and some of the bigger gaming conferences throughout the year. So yeah. keep an eye out for that if you're a big fan of the Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy series.
0: I'm still interested interested to see how Final Fantasy VII works because I'm pretty sure uh, Square Enix uh, announced that they're going to make it episodic, so they're going to like that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, break the game into like chunks or something. How I don't know? I, I'm not, <laughs> do they want to like have players experience the joy of switching like discs like halfway through the game? Like, <laughs> is that why they did that, or just trying to make more money? I or know. I don't I don't know. Yeah, do, yeah, interesting, don't interesting know. to see what the pricing is and how that works, but. Um, can you imagine how upset people would be if they make it like a telltale game and they do like one episode per like month and you have to buy like five different parts Uh, of the game
1: (laughs) i would just wait until it all came out and buy it when it goes on sale after a month (laughs) (laughs) because inevitably uh, any telltale game that has ever come out right after the last episode is released about a month to two months after it's released it drops down to like five dollars
0: yes that is a nice thing um, I am excited for Guardians of the Galaxy though. I don't think we mentioned that um, in our 2017 games episode last year. No, week, but uh, that is. I don't think supposedly had... a spring spring release. Supposedly, yeah,
1: yeah, it's supposedly this spring, but with some of the other Telltale games that are coming out, we haven't heard much else yeah. about that one. Um, another big game to talk about: Microsoft has officially canceled their part in a game called Scalebound. No! (laughs) So this is kind of, we didn't actually talk about this one last week when we talked about big games that are coming out in 2017, but this would be classified as one of the biggest games coming out in 2017. Yes, I mean... It just kind of flew under our radar. We didn't really, we we didn't talk
0: about it. To be be completely clear here, the the three of us, none of us own a uh, Xbox One. And so uh, this was a big Xbox One exclusive. So we apologize for Mm -hmm. not mentioning it last week's episode, um, but it's is it was basically a big open world dragon fighting co-op, like multiplayer game. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. Like the graphics, like the gameplay, it all looked pretty, uh, pretty cool. Like it's kind of almost like a more of a sci-fi, I think realistic spin on like, kind of like almost a monster hunter type game. Yeah. Um, That's what it looked like. Yeah. But, but it was being developed by platinum games, which um, for those of you familiar, um, they make amazing like single player, really flashy artistic games. So like, they did like uh, the Bayonetta games, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I I'm blanking on some of the other games. Wonderful uh, One so uh, these ridiculous. Did they do Devil May Cry? Um, the Devil Cry series. They they may have. I think that may have been Capcom. Actually, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you're right. But that that don't quote like, me sinks. on that in the comments. Yes, yeah, so, single player, <laughs> like crazy Japanese artistic single yeah. player games. And then I I never understood like why. Platinum was chosen to make this scale-down game that Microsoft wanted to do, because it's not linear, it's not single-player, it's hunting giant monsters that are like... I don't know, it just always kind of seemed like a a weird thing to me that Platinum was making this game that's so different from the titles they're best known for.
1: Platinum said that it was a brainchild of theirs, so I actually believe that they pitched the idea to Microsoft, and that's what it seems like, because while the game... This is for all you fans of this game. The game is not technically canceled all the rights all the uh data all the graphics everything that's been everything that has been built of scale bound is owned by platinum games not microsoft and so platinum games does have the ability to go to a different developer a different platform different group and release this game still so there is still a slight if not very slight possibility that this game will be released yeah. eventually in the future it just won't be through microsoft microsoft cut yeah ties with them after what microsoft kind of claimed is this is what's best for the gamers it seems more like
0: (laughs) the part that i thought was funny is (laughs) in their official statement they're like oh uh microsoft studios we've come to the decision and production of the xbox one exclusive scale bound uh yada yada and then they spent like the rest of the press release like advertising other games like but (laughs) we have like Dead Rising coming out and Halo Wars 2 and da, 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 and all these other exclusives. So I I felt kind of bad for Skillbound that like Yeah, it, it kind of got shoved release, to the back burner. not getting a lot of, didn't never really got a lot of attention, but I know I know there's fans out there um for those big t- type of mo- Monster Hunter multiplayer Um, Type games, and it's always always sad to see uh, a console exclusive get shut down. But who knows? Yeah, Um, maybe maybe um, maybe they'll find another publisher and uh, get it released. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe Microsoft just decided that they really wanted to get in on the rights for that uh, Halo Mega Blocks game that was leaked. (laughs) Wait, there's a Halo that? Mega Blocks game coming? So out? apparently this could also be one of our news stories. We don't have it in our news listed this, this <laughs> series, but apparently a couple of years ago, somewhere between Halo Four and that kind of that era, Halo Four, Halo okay. Five, kind of around that time, uh, Mega Blocks and Halo were kind of in talks to put together a Halo Mega Blocks type game. Wow. It's like super like the kind of like the Lego. Yeah, games, like the Lego only, Star Wars
0: type thing. Only
1: of. Halo. And there's some a lot of Halo kind of aspects to this game, and it's sort of a platformer shooter, reminding me a lot of like original PS1, PS2 era type platform. I shooters. feel like that
0: would be terrible, but really awesome, and I would want to play it even if it was. Yeah, terrible. yeah. No, but
1: apparently this game was they pitched it, they had footage re- made for really? it, and wow. they basically canceled the game back in like 2013 or something like that, <laughs> and then they re this this footage was recently discovered. I've never seen this footage.
0: Crazy. Why have I never seen this footage? It just sounds awesome. It came,
1: out, it came out like today or yesterday. Oh, okay, like, so this is up. really no, recent news. This is really recent news. Okay, I don't feel so. that bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I was uh, watching earlier going, I want to play this game. Yeah, that sounds cool. So maybe that's Microsoft's <laughs> thought for us this here's uh, all these people are seeing this footage and going, well, scale bound or Mega blocks Halo. <laughs> I,
0: I would be fine. Old getting, predictions. Yeah, I'd be fine <laughs> getting a Mega Bloks Halo. Um uh game that's kind of like the Lego games over uh scalebound personally, but um yeah, I don't know maybe we'll see scalebound come back in some way either as um the same game or maybe the work parts fit into a to a new game or something else but um sorry scalebound may you uh may you rest in peace so <laughs> <laughs> um moving in our our last main news piece um we kind of mentioned it already is that uh this Thursday. Uh, January twelfth, Nintendo is having a big Switch event. It is going to be live broadcast from Japan. Uh, President uh, Kimishima uh, is planning on you know presenting and being a part of that presentation, and um, it will be at eight o'clock p.m. and that specific time. And so it's a time where you know everyone should be off work. It's kind of late, you know, for East Coast and stuff. But um, a lot of people will be able to watch it live. Um, so like I think me and Nathan and. Couple of the people are going to, you know, try to have a little viewing party, watch it together with some Nintendo fans. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so we'll probably be live tweeting it. So ch- check our Twitter on Thursday night if uh, you can't make sh- make uh, watch it live. But um, another cool thing is after that live stream, um, they're also going to do a stream the following morning, Friday morning, starting at 6 a.m. Um, in the Pacific, and they're going to be doing a treehouse stream similar to what Nintendo's done the last uh, few E3s where a lot of their localization team on the Nintendo Treehouse are going to be just playing some Switch games and talking about details and showing off lots of the presumably launch games and other things about the Switch. So um, we're going to get tons of Switch news in like two, three days. And so um, next week's episode will probably be pretty heavy on breaking down all that uh, new news for you guys. And um, I actually realized something crazy today, Um, Rob. What's that? The original Switch reveal trailer, you remember when that came out uh, a few months ago, whatever? We are actually closer to the Switch being released in North America than we are to the point from right now from when the Switch reveal trailer came out. Does that that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, no, so we're closer to the
1: release of the game than we were the release of the trailer. Yeah, the
0: time we have waited from that reveal trailer to now is significantly longer than the time we're going to have to wait from now until the Switch actually comes out in March. If it does still come out in March. So yeah. um, it's actually not really that far away. You know, it's two months. That's crazy. It could, you know, could come out at the end of the month, beginning of the month, we don't really know. My yeah. guess is somewhere around the 21st, you know, middle end of the month. But, um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm excited to see what Nintendo has to off, offer. And it'll be cool seeing, you know, their new president really make his first appearance because and all the... Nintendo Direct since uh, President Iwata passed away, um, the new president really hasn't been a public face yet. He hasn't really yeah. addressed the fans and you know been in a presentation. So it'll be it'll be cool. Uh, hopefully, seeing this new era of Nintendo um, ushered in. So um, that go that is you know a great segue into our first segment here, which is um, predictions. We're going to go ahead and give you guys some of our personal predictions on what we think will be announced in the Switch event. Um, so, surely, Rob, they have to announce the price for the Switch in this event. Absolutely, right? yeah.
1: And, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors already about the price. Um, the most common number I've seen thrown around is $250. Yeah. Um, and seemingly a Reddit stream earlier today or earlier this week kind of leaked this this Best Buy Site thing saying that it's going to be exactly yeah, two hundred fifty dollars, which is like a
0: placeholder price of two fifty in their system, apparently.
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, whether it's true or not, Nintendo is very good about having all these rumors going around and then they not necessarily be true. So <laughs> <laughs> you never know with Nintendo. That's for sure. But... So I mean, they have to announce the price this week, otherwise, I mean, because they got to start doing so, uh, pre-orders. Yeah. Well, what do
0: you think the price price will be?
1: i 'm actually going to stick with the rumors on this one. I think two hundred and fifty seems like the most reasonable and at most three hundred dollars, so two fifty to yeah. three hundred somewhere in that era
0: i i since since the beginning where i 've been uh, ever saw thinking about the switch and all the rumors that about the nX and when it finally got revealed, I always thought two hundred fifty is the price point that Nintendo was going to be shooting for. And then I kind of believe that they will also do a secondary bundle that will be a $300 more premium option, possibly a bigger internal memory, maybe uh, bundled with like uh, a game or two or something like that. Something Mm -hmm. extra that will uh, uh, be a more premium bundle for all those hardcore Nintendo fans that will buy the uh, Switch at launch and stuff. So I I think there will be um, two different bundles I don't think they're going to be um, drastically different like the Wii U ones were, but maybe just have some extra extra goodies like a game and controller. Maybe um, it'd be nice to get a, a pro controller bundle in there with the you know Joy-Con grip thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, so I think there will be um, two different bundles uh, announced. Uh, do you think there'll be one or two bundles? What do you think?
1: Um, I'm thinking there's going to be well. So looking back, or do you think they even there, will be a
0: bundle? Will just come with yeah? Just the
1: system. Yeah, I mean, looking back in the history of Nintendo's last few releases, we were talking about this before the show. The Wii U release it had three bundles in it because they had one that had uh, Nintendo Land, one that had Zombie U.
0: There and then, yeah, and I think that was I think initially, the initially there was two. They did a. I think the Zombie U bundle was actually in Europe, but uh, but North America had the Nintendo yeah. Land bundle. um that And was then black the with console. The bigger, Bigger one. Yeah, then they had the white one that had a smaller memory without.
1: And the then Land. the Wii, released, you could buy either just the console, or you could buy the one with uh,
0: Wii Sports. Well, I the Wii, was, no, the Wii, Wii just launched with Wii Sports, I think. Uh, yeah, cause it was two fifty uh, launch for the Wii, came with Wii Sports, one Wii remote, and then you know people went crazy buying all the extra Wii modes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but so, yeah, the, I mean that's a good point that Nintendo has. <coughs> Um, had a game kind of packaged in traditionally with their software. Um, The NES, Super NES, uh, Wii and Wii U, um, I don't think the 64 or the GameCube did uh, when they launched, but most Nintendo consoles do come with a uh, game packed in, so Um, what, what do you think, what do you think that game would be like, um, based off of
1: kind of like, okay, so we had Wii sports and then we had Nintendo land, which are both very like Nintendo property, like not really the main characters that they normally release. Yeah. Well, they're all around the
0: Mii's. They kind of showcase the features of the system. So I'm kind of
1: thinking that that's going to be either that or some sort of like maybe a remaster or, or, I mean, it's hard to remaster this game, but Mario maker.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, um, that'd
1: be awesome. That would be my prediction, is, like, either we're going to get one game that we've already seen, Mario Maker, kind of that put out onto board. the Switch, because, I mean, that would make sense. Or something kind of like Nintendo Land or Wii Sports, kind of the Me's d- sort of their gameplay.
0: Wii play Fit world. 3 <laughs> <We> <laughs> on Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Hook up your oh, old balance board. Oh I, I think the balance, no, balance board actually turns 10, 10 years old this year. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness, oh my goodness. that's crazy. <laughs> Ten years old that that'll bounce. Where I think I still have mine around here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, those all game releasing going. What a waste of time. <laughs> the well, the, the great thing about the Super Nintendo is it launched with a Super Mario World as a, yeah. as a bundle. Like that's, I think probably the greatest packing game like of all time. Like Super Mario World yeah. is such an amazing game. Um, I don't think there's any way they bundle the new Mario game with the Switch, is awesome no, as that would be. No, you no. Know, or that, the new Zelda game. Yeah, that'll I mean, be As the, much as we all want it. Yeah, the new Zelda and the new Mario will be the top-selling games on this system's lifespan, like, pretty much guaranteed. And so they're not going to do that. Um, I actually kind of like what you said about it maybe being kind of a port, like Mario Maker or something. Yeah, I think yeah. a really cool move would actually be able to do um, just a digital copy of Ultimate NES Remix, which has oh, yeah. NES Remix 1 and 2, And that would be, you know, such a great game. They put it out on 3DS and on Wii U. Um, I bought the Wii U versions before the 3DS one was announced, but I would have loved to have it portable. Um, I didn't buy the the game a second time on my 3DS, but I would love to have that on the Switch where I can play it on my TV. You know, if I have family over, we can switch off playing Challenges, and it would just be a great um, retro, nostalgic game to play on the go. So I think that would be a great package, especially with the success of the NES Classic and Mm -hmm. how much people uh, – Love that old uh, Nintendo nostalgia. I think that'd be a, a cool, easy packing for them to do. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll have a surprise game, kind of Nintendo yeah. land or Wii Sports that'll show some cool Switch feature off. But um, yeah, I think that kind of brings us to our uh, next point, which is what is the killer app for the Switch going to be? You know, um, Wii Sports obviously was that first killer app for the Wii. Like everyone wanted to play Wii bowling, Wii tennis, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Wii U kind of struggled with finding. A killer app, there wasn't really any must buy games for the system until you know uh, a few years later when Mario Kart, Smash, Mario Maker came out. Um, so, what, what do you think the killer app for the Switch is? What is gonna drive people to the store and say, I need to get one of those systems? I am so if Nathan
1: was here, he would obviously say Zelda, of course, <laughs> of course, but I'm actually gonna go a different route, I believe, because of how Nintendo has been advertising with the uh, Super Mario
0: Run. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Mario game. Because I believe that with whoa, whoa. the popular Super Mario Run or like the brand new three D Mario game that we saw in the trailer?
1: The brand new Super Mario that we saw in the three D Mario okay. that we saw in the so trailer. The so the, Mario Mario game
0: game game we, the new Mario. The new Mario game that we don't
1: know about that all we've seen is like the fifteen seconds of kind of a fiesta <laughs> over and over and over again. And, like so and so I think that's going to be the killer one because they already have this advertisement with the Super Mario Run app, and so I mean, and it got like what thirty million downloads or something like that, or it
0: it got like, over got over ninety million I think in two weeks, which, yeah, which it's is just, you know free ridiculous. to start, and that's just on iPhone, like that's that's crazy,
1: <laughs> which is just ridiculous, and so and I think they made like thirty million dollars off of it, so it's popular. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that will carry over onto the Switch, this idea of like, hey, now you can play Mario in this 3D Mario game like you did as a kid, as well as what you just had on your phone. So I think that's going to yeah. be the big killer app for this it, one.
0: Especially if this Mario game really is kind of the next big open 3D Mario where you can just you know jump yeah. into like a painting or a giant world and just explore a big overworld, find different stars and collectibles. Mm-hmm. There's no time limit. Um, 3D World and 3D Land, you know, were both great games. The Galaxy games were great, but I think people are kind of itching for a more Mario 64, Mario Sunshine type adventure. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that's awesome, Rob. I, I think I think that's a, a good pick. Um, I, I'll uh, help Nathan out here, and I will say Zelda is going to be the killer mm-hmm. app. Um, with how that'd be my second choice. Yeah, how much good press this game has already gotten? So yeah. it won so many. You know, gaming media's, you know, E3 game of the year. They focus the entire E3 on the giant Zelda experience. You know, everyone is just so stoked out of their mind. We still don't know the release date. So if they start off the Switch presentation with a new Zelda trailer and then put, like, coming March 21st or whatever, like, Nintendo Switch launch day, um, people will just explode. Like, that would be – drive people to go to the store, Mm -hmm. especially if I think – that it won't come out on Wii U necessarily right away. It'll be like Twilight Princess, where it comes yeah. out, you know, on the Switch, and then maybe a month later the Wii U version does come out, so that you know people who are impatient just go, ah, I don't care if I've been waiting for Wii. I'm getting the I want to get
1: the Switch. Get this switch. Yeah, it, it's a good marketing trick. Yeah, which actually brings us kind of to the next point. You know, a little bit of that launch games. You know, talking more towards you know number of launch games as far as what will be announced tomorrow or Thursday.
0: Yeah. Um, as far, as far as retail launch games, like physical box games um, that will be in the in the store um, when the thing comes out, I think Nintendo will have um, about four first party games mm-hmm. and uh, around 10 3rd party games on launch. So that that is my prediction. Fourteen total. That's games. pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be four. So probably Zelda will be a launch game. Yeah. I think the Mario Kart Eight. Uh, port will will be on there, and mm-hmm. then I think one possibly surprise Nintendo game, and then probably either you know a new Splatoon or a Smash Bros port or something on there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you know the, the reason that Nintendo said, hey, we're not putting out 2016 holiday season, we're putting it out next year in the spring, is they said they we wanted to have a really good launch and also really good games into that first year or like after the launch too. So oh, that I mean, makes sense. Gonna, yeah going to launch it well, and then uh, Nintendo usually gets some decent third party support when a system launches after that, you know, time will, time will only tell, but I think they'll, they'll have some surprises lined up for us from maybe other companies like Ubisoft, you know, beyond needle yeah. has been rumored, you know, to be mm-hmm. beyond the switch and other stuff. So I think, I think Nintendo will have some good surprises and we'll get about 14 launch games retail and who knows how many more digitally. So,
1: yeah. Um, I think, I think you're spot on with the idea that Zelda will be a launch game. I know it's kind of been a rumor kicked around in here, but one, it's been... It's probably the most complete Nintendo Switch announced game that we've seen footage of. Yeah. I mean, none none of the other... Like, the Mario game, nothing. The... Splatoon we only saw that like little short segment yep. like kind of we weren't sure if it was last year's the the last Splatoon yeah. or a new Splatoon. We saw a little bit of Skyrim which we know isn't going to come right away. Yeah, it's um, a it'll scary. be a little bit after and we don't really know a whole lot about what uh, what's going on there. But we do know that Zelda has the most footage out there and when it was showcased on Jimmy Fallon's show, what game that, footage did yes. they bring?
0: <laughs> that is the only Zelda game that we have seen running on an actual Switch like in real life is the new Zelda, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we, I'm pretty much guaranteed to say that that's going to launch on it. I like. I see um, some ports of like Mario Kart Eight and maybe Super Smash Bros. Um, my prediction is a little bit lower. I'm thinking more around eight games, maybe about okay. two or three first party, and then maybe a you know maybe like four or five uh, third party. I'm thinking it will be a little bit low key on just like games on the day of launch. And we'll see a lot of games over the next three months released for it.
0: I, I really hope so. I, I'm excited to see whatever Retro Studios is working on. You know, oh, The yeah. team that made the Metroid Prime Trilogy and then did uh, the Donkey Kong Country uh, Returns and Tropical Freeze. They've been silent for like four years now. Like <laughs> They had to have <laughs> some great Nintendo game that just has been completely like, shadowed and mystery and secret Yeah. that's yeah. coming out either at launch or soon after the Switch comes out. So I'm excited yeah. to hopefully see, you know, a big surprise game from them um, coming out. Whether it's, you know, Metroid and Donkey Kong again or something new or, um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see whatever that is. So Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, moving on. The last part in our segment is one bold prediction. What is one thing that you're going on the record right now saying <laughs> that Nintendo... Uh, will announce during the Switch presentation on Thursday. Rob? Yeah, and this is a tough one because, I mean, there's a lot of bold predictions. <laughs> and also,
1: with our bold predictions, we're kind of assuming that we're going to be wrong. Because, um, obviously, bold, a bold prediction isn't a good prediction unless you're kind of mostly
0: wrong. Yes, yeah, so we're just making it. a very bold, bold uh, stance. Bold,
1: bold <laughs> prediction here. Um, can I toy with your heart here? Oh,
0: no. What, what, what?
1: My bold prediction is that they are going to announce an F0 game.
0: Uh, <laughs> I would explode. Oh they, my gosh, a, a new racing game from Nintendo that's not Mario Kart. That would be amazing. It would be a launch title. <laughs> oh. So so it'd be a brand new F0 game, not like a brand remake or new. anything.
1: Not a remake, brand oh new F zero game launching with the Switch.
0: I would like bold break, prediction. I would break into Nintendo's headquarters and buy, get it right now. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to wait till March. <laughs> uh, th- that'd be awesome. I, now I'm excited to see, see if they announce that. So, um, okay, for for my bold prediction, I'm going to predict that Nintendo is going to get all of their online interface correct. We're going to have trophy slash achievements. We're going to have freaking party chat.
1: We're oh going to have
0: a great store system that works quickly if you're connected to the internet. We are going to have all of your previous digital downloads um, that are compatible announced as compatible on the Switch. So, for example, certain Wii U games that I bought digitally, when I turn on my Switch day one. Those games will be automatically downloaded to my Nintendo Switch to play um, wherever I go, and that Nintendo is going to listen to the hardcore adult Nintendo fans that have now grown up, and even kids now that have grown up in a world where <laughs> online communication is so important. Nintendo's yeah. finally going to get all this right, and not you know make it so I can't talk to my stinking team or invite my friend to play multiplayer games with me like on splatoon or something so that is my bold prediction i'm very surprised
1: also don't you
0: what you want your cake you want to eat it also Uh, man oh yeah that uh that is i mean honestly that's probably my biggest hope for the switch is that they actually get all these pieces right you know i know it is going to be you know handheld and so you know, half those features you won't really be able to use while you're on the go. Yeah, yeah. Um, like as far as online stuff. But it, when I'm at home, when I'm playing a game, I want to be able to talk to my friends easily and quickly and be able to invite them and play games with them whenever I want. And I love trophies and achievements, and they've been kind of messing around with kind of that system with their mobile games with uh, Mutomo mm-hmm. and uh, now Super Mario Run. So it would be awesome to see that actually implemented into uh, new games. Like, you know, you beat a. Zelda dungeon, all the Zelda side quests, you get, like, you know, a trophy or achievement or whatever, like, yeah. that'd be awesome, I, it gives games a lot of replayability, and I know a lot of people don't really like it, but the great thing is, if they put it in, you don't care about it, so what, but yeah, there are a lot of people who have do, to. which would uh, give it some extra value, so,
1: that's my bold Those prediction. are our bold predictions that are probably very wrong.
0: <laughs> so, tune in on Tuesday to uh, see if we... Or tune in on Thursday to see if uh, we're right or wrong. Uh, be sure to tweet us. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Hit us hey, up on Twitter. Yeah, at heylisten underscore games on Twitter. Be sure to give us a follow on there. All right. We are now ready to talk about games that are turning 30 years old today, which is crazy. These games are older than both of us. Um, but the Not same- combined. Well, yeah, not, co- but collectively, <laughs> Don't not. guys, we're not but that young. These games were released before either of us were born, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, um just... But at the same time, a lot of these games, I'm like, dang, like these games are 30 years old. That seems that seems that seems crazy. Um, yeah. But the first one we're going to talk about on our list here, turning 30 years old this year, is the original Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh man, that
1: brings back some memories right well, there.
0: It's. Still one of my all-time favorite, like, fighting games. Mostly because it's not really even a fighting game. It's more of, like, a no. puzzle strategy game. It's like and, a rhythm game. Yeah, rhythm. It's, it's got all those different elements. And it's so clever. There's not never really been, you know, another game like it. And mm-hmm. um, the giant pixels of, like, you know, the, the bad guys you're fighting, <laughs> the other boxers, yeah. were so cool back then because you never really saw characters that big. You know, like, Mario was, like, what, like, 10 sprites tall? And, like, there's these characters that are, like, 80 sprites you know, hundred sprites tall. So or pixels, insane. yeah. Um, and I have really good memories of it because my dad was like a champion of this game. Like when he was in college and stuff, like he learned how to beat Tyson and has beaten him like a dozen times. So I grew up like watching my dad go all the way through all the circuits and beat Tyson. Oh yeah. And then and it was so scary. Like, you know, the evil laugh that he does when you lose or like with macho or I think it was still to Papa Pinsky and a couple other characters they do this evil laugh. When yeah. You yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just I have really good memories um, from that game, and I really enjoyed the uh, sequel they made for the for the Wii. I was I was so oh, excited yeah. when they announced that. I bought it, bought it day one. I, I beat beat the main the main mode. Never made it through the second circuit, but um, I love Punch Out. I love how Mac is in Smash Bros. And you know, is getting a revival. Mm-hmm. So um, I would love to see you know s- some more some more stuff done with Punch Out. Whether it's another sequel or just you know, Little Mac popping up in more Nintendo games. but
1: Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. They were talking uh, last year. They started to discover that there's, like, certain tells in the audience to tell you yeah, when yeah, to yeah. hit. Like, And this is a game is you know, 29 years old. Last year, 30 <laughs> still years. they are still finding this secrets. Year,
0: and they're still finding little secrets and little hints and tips in yeah, this game no, that's, I, you know, 30 years old. I actually tested. I think I, think I know the secret you're talking about. Where um, it's during the King, or not King Hippo, uh, Bald Bull fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a little bearded man who will duck his head. That's the only time he moves in the entire game. And when he ducks, if you push the punch button, that tells you the timing of the bald bull charge. Which like people like my dad, they've got it in muscle memory, but I always forget. And so mm-hmm. I actually tried it and it worked, and I got him, and my dad was really impressed. And so it's cool that you know these games still have. know, secrets and different cues and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's,
1: like, something like that in every level or every fight. There's, like, one person in the audience you can pick out or something like (laughs) that. It's pretty cool. It's cool that they put that in there, and it's cool that we're just discovering this now, 30 years from now.
0: Yep. So uh, Punch-Out!, great game. Uh, Be sure to uh, try it out. It's pretty much available on, you know, all uh, Nintendo platforms uh, Mm. by this point. Um, And hopefully
1: the Switch soon.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, So our next game that is turning... 30 years old, is the original Mega Man, released by Capcom oh, wow. on the NES. And so Mega Man, you know, obviously, a very storied, classic, retro game oh, yeah. character. Um, we're celebrating his 30th anniversary, and Capcom has taken Mega Man and pretty much banished him to the corner of the room for some reason. Like, we haven't really gotten, you know, a proper new Mega Man game since Mega Man 9 and 10 in the late 2000s, which were kind of you know, classic-styled Mega Man games. And before that, they didn't really make anything uh, after, you know, a couple of GBA games in the late early 2000s. So um, yeah. ho- hopefully we get something cool about Mega Man. They obviously have done some collections where they've bundled the games together, but mm-hmm. um, no new games of Mega Man have come out, you know, in the last seven years. So co- hopefully there's some cool Capcom secret announcement they've been, been working really hard on and we get a new 30th anniversary thing. But um yeah, did announcing you any... with the Switch. Yeah, I do all with the Switch. That'd be so... That'd um, be awesome. Did you ever play never, Mega
1: Man? I never actually played Mega Man. This is one of the ones that just kind of, like, I paid, played a little bit of, like, Metro, and I played a little bit of F-Zero, I played a little bit of Kirby, and, like, all these other ones that were Nintendo properties, but Mega Man was just one of those ones that I just completely missed. I'd love to see it repackaged and rebundled, like, all the games, yeah. you know. I mean, they're small enough that you could bundle them all into one group, download, yeah, well, they, and put it on Switch.
0: Did... It'd yeah, be really cool. They put the uh, it's I think called Mega Man Legacy Collection. It came out oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. two years ago. I, I got it actually for my PS4 because kinda like you, I, I kinda missed the Mega Man games growing up. I played at friends' houses but never owned mm-hmm. them. And so um, I I had to download one or two of my three DS and I, I kinda liked it. So I got the legacy collection, it was like fifteen bucks or something. It has like I think oh, yeah. eight of the original NES Mega Man games on it and it's got some cool like challenges and other stuff too. So yeah, they're they're really fun, really precise, really stinking hard games. Um, but yeah, I would love to see something, something new Mega Man. I know the fans of that franchise have felt kind of, you know, abandoned by Capcom. So it'd be cool to see, um, something come out this year to celebrate that anniversary for Mega Man. Um, yeah, our uh, next game turning 30 years old is the Legend of Zelda 2, the Adventure of Link. So not the original Zelda game, uh, but it's kind of controversial sequel, um, that kind of had you know some side scrolling action similar mm-hmm. to Castlevania and kind of a big open open world map where you could go visit towns for the first time. And uh yeah. this game actually did a lot of things really good. I, I really enjoyed the first you know couple times I was playing through it and um I had a lot of fun with it. It it is notoriously hard. Like you know a lot of games that's were what back I remember <laughs> about this
1: one. I remember playing uh, the first Zelda, and then this one, and this one was just, the side-scrolling levels in the dungeons were just absolutely nightmarishly hard sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, like there's, there's enemies request. that could, like, block, and you had to, like, either swipe up or down, and you didn't have, have a lot of health left in the mm-hmm. game, and, like, the original Zelda I haven't beaten either, but, like, I can get a majority of the way through the game, it's not till like, I think the sixth dungeon or something, where I start to really mm-hmm. get stuck and, you know, can't progress any further, but... For Zelda Two, I couldn't really get further than I think like the third or fourth dungeon, and yeah, it was I, so hard. I didn't even really get close to to beating uh to Zelda Two, but uh yeah. yeah, I mean, still has a lot of fans out there. I th- I still think the greatest contribution of Zelda Two is um being the source of the Legend of Zelda Temple theme, uh, as well known mm-hmm. in the Temple level from Super Smash Bros Melee. <laughs> like that's yep. oh, I love that song. I, and so uh that's that's uh, one of my favorite things from the game is that one. Uh, the one soundtrack, but uh, yeah, Rob, you want to talk about our next game here? Yeah, so one of the next one of the
1: games that did come out there on the uh earlier of uh, the Sid Meier's franchise world was Sid Meier's Pirates. Um, this was a great game. I remember I actually played this one on the Xbox 360 when it was really released, yeah. um, later on. So people
0: and like I have still it, play that version, like that. I actually have it on
1: Steam, yeah. So it's been re-released on Steam. It's still popular because it was such an incredible game. It's a really good game. It's, very, it's one of the original, like, if you talk about some of the greatest pirate games in the history of, you know, video <laughs> games, this is without a doubt yeah. on the list. Oh, yeah. And up there with Monkey Island and Assassin's Creed Black Flag you know and like those type of pirate games this is one of the best ones cuz you could there was duels you could romance people you could decide what how many ships you wanted in your crew you, you could you like
0: could, recruit new people to join your you crew you could recruit new, new people there, there, there wasn't was, a lot of games in 1987 that did stuff like this so <laughs> no it, it was pretty groundbreaking so yeah it was awesome they they haven't made a a new Sid Meier's Pirates in a while but i i know i think they have done a lot of updates for the most recent one. And, like, it's still mm-hmm. still a lot of fun and still pretty playable. So, uh, yeah, give the most recent uh, installment of that franchise a, a shot. And uh, it's probably probably not too expensive on Steam, I imagine. It's, no, you know, it goes on like, sale a lot. So. Yeah, it goes
1: on sale, especially in Sid Meier packages yeah. and stuff like so, that. So
0: Yeah, check that game check out. out if you've never played it. It's cool that that game is also turning 30 this year. So, uh, our next one, turning 30 this year, is Final Fantasy. Original release. The original on one. On the NES, Yeah. A lot of people actually think the original Final Fantasy is still, like, the best one. I, yep. I'm not going to pretend like I know what the best one is because I haven't played all of them. But I no. did do some math. Oh, man. <laughs> Including every single main game, plus all every, like, spinoff um, and other games that are set in the same world for the, the entire game. So games like Chrono Trigger and stuff. I counted today, and I counted 97 different Final Fantasy games have been released since 1987. So, in the last 30 years, we're getting an average of what? Like, over three games a year from a game's inception. Like, is there any game franchise that has gotten this many releases? Like, I mean, not. I, I feel like maybe Cabela's
1: Mario. Hunting or something like that. <laughs> Cabela's Hunting. <laughs> there are 98 versions of Cabela's Hunting out there. I mean, this game, and what's really funny about this game is in 1987, um, that was the North American release, correct? Yeah, I think and so it, it was released in Japan. in Japan. It was released by a little company, Square Enix. And when they released it, the reason it was called Final Fantasy is because they were literally going bankrupt, and they had oh, really? nothing left. And so they wrote, they made this RPG game, and they called it the Final fantasy because it was their last fantasy game that they could release so it was literally their last <laughs> the last, that they could release. last
0: stand of square final fantasy one
1: <laughs> and here we are in 2017 30 years later where they're still releasing games for series for this series i mean yeah. final fantasy was it 15, 15 just, came, just out came out this came out. year well
0: yeah it came at the end of last huge. year yeah, that, that And there's,
1: like, all game. sorts of spinoffs on Final Fantasy. There's Chrono Trigger. There's also uh, Kingdom Hearts has a lot of Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, you there's... didn't include that in that number yeah, I did not because include... it's kind of a different franchise. <laughs> if I would have included it...
0: Kingdom Hearts games in there, it would be well over 100. Um, yeah. yeah, then they did Final Fantasy Tactics, and they've kind of branched out the the genre a little bit. But, I don't know, for whatever reason, people just eat up Final Fantasy. They love it. They they can't mm-hmm. get enough of it. It's been released on pretty much every platform um, yeah. right now, which is kind of cool you know it's always good when games you know can get exposed to more people i know they're pretty popular on um like ios and android and stuff like that too they've made ports and things and you know here we are so many people's most anticipated game of this year is final fantasy 7 remake which was a game that came out what 97 or something like that like 20 yeah, years yeah, ago it came out so, 20
1: years ago yeah uh yeah you're in the comments said one series crazy. that might actually have as many games as final fantasy is Assassin's Creed,
0: <laughs> which is pretty close. Well, I believe uh, Final Fantasy has not beaten well, by about three games. We'll have we'll have to check in um, 30 years after the first Assassin's Creed, which I think the original Assassin's Creed is 10 years old uh, this it year. It
1: came out in, yeah, just Two about, seven, it was right? year 7 so, or 8. Yeah, so yeah
0: so. Assassin's Creed is 10 years old, so maybe in another 20 years we'll see if there's uh, 97 different <laughs> Assassin's Creed releases. It'll probably probably be there.
1: Pretty close, pretty close.
0: Um, yeah, so happy 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy, hopefully get a, a seven out uh, this year to honor that um, anniversary, but if not, I'm sure we'll get a bunch of other uh, spin-off games, so Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, another game uh, that actually didn't play a lot. i um, growing up, but uh, Maniac Maniac Mansion is actually 30 years old today. We thought we'd throw this one on the list because that was really kind of one of the first point-and-click adventure games, and uh, it's incredibly
1: groundbreaking. Yeah,
0: it, it came out on the Commodore 64, then it was also on the NES, and they got ported to pretty much you know everything that could play video games. And
1: it's been it came out on computers, it came yeah. out on Steam, it was re-released. Yeah, if you they play get uh, Master
0: System or something as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there's actually a sequel to it, uh, Day of the Tentacle, which actually was just remastered. And in Day of the Tentacle, you can actually find a computer to play Maniac Mansion. That is which, so awesome! This I, I is to go, super cool. Yeah, I
0: need to play Day of the Tentacle because it's you know PS PS Plus game. It's free right now, mm-hmm. and uh, go play some Maniac Mansion. But the, the kind of the big headline about Maniac Mansion, you know, we've talked about how some games um, have had to be you know kind of re-reviewed or re. Reissued a new rating, like after they've come out, you know. Yeah, I yeah. I think the original Skyrim, you know, had was oh no, it was Oblivion. I think was originally rated teen, and then they had to to switch it to a to an M rating later on because of you know a quest that was in there. And obviously, we think of GTA and everything happened with San Andreas. um But magnetic Mansion actually ha- caused a lot of controversy because in one of the versions, I believe it was the NES version, like or the Commodore sixty four version, but you could actually take a hamster or place it in a microwave and microwave it and it would explode with like blood splattering. everywhere. <laughs> and it seems kind of innocent. Like nowadays when we think about that, but like back then, like you killing an innocent animal by choice in a microwave and seeing blood, like that was, that was not allowed in games. Like that, that was didn't horrifying. happen. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, it's kind of, kind of funny though. it's a random, well-known, just some random programmer put a sick little hamster joke in there. And here we are 30 years later, still talking about it. So, Think, think that's uh, one one funny notable thing about munich mansion but yeah well and of- i mean it's super it's a super groundbreaking
1: game it was one of the first games by uh lucas games which became lucas peace. art games in 1990 <laughs> which we all love and know and i mean it was kind of the original predecessor to things like monkey island and salmon yeah. and max and like all these you know telltale games are based off of this principle so
0: so many games, yeah. have come up, come out of that.
1: It's an incredible game, uh, kind of and style, so. thirty years is pretty
0: impressive. Yep, and just the fact that they got running on like an NES, like that's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. <laughs> um, all right, so another uh, game. We got two more games here. We just want to quickly talk about that are turning thirty this year. Is the original Street Fighter was released in arcades in nineteen eighty seven, and you know there wasn't really a ton of arcade games that kind of came out. You know, after the arcade crash. Um, and stuff. So, this was kind of a big arcade game that came out, it was by Capcom, it was a one-on-one fighter, mm-hmm. and it's kind of rough to play. Like it was kind of even rough to play back then. It didn't wasn't super successful. Like uh, some people really liked the idea of it. Um, obviously once Street Fighter 2 came around a few years later, that game, you know, set the standard for, you know, 1v1 fighting games like yeah. ever since then, every pretty much every fighting game since Street Fighter 2 has pulled elements from that game into it with you know either health bars combo breakers mm-hmm. jumping blocking time all that kind of stuff so um yeah it's it's a huge franchise obviously street fighter 5 came out last year uh while you know we we talked a little bit at, at our gameies episode uh is a really fun game but you know has some some weird decisions made with the game design and how they, they yeah. work in updates and dlc and stuff like that but you know it's it's such a storied franchise where like Everyone kind of knows Street Fighter. Like, everyone can recognize Ryu. Everyone, you know, knows what a Hadouken is. (laughs) Like, it's it's such a recognizable franchise. Like, even if they never
1: even played Street Fighter, they know what those are.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, Ryu and Chun-Li, like, and Ken, like, they were in, like, Wreck-It Ralph, like, the Disney movie. Like, they're they're kind of like gaming icons just for, like, um, really kind of ushering in, like, a new era of arcades in, like, the 90s. So... Um, got, got to give a shout out to the original Street Fighter for sure. Who, who's your favorite Street Fighter character, by the way, Rob? Do you have a favorite?
1: Um, I really didn't know the characters as well. I played a lot more Mortal Kombat back in that day. <laughs> oh, so. you are a Mortal Kombat kid. Okay. I was a Mortal Kombat kid. I played Sub-Zero a little bit of Street Scorpion? Fighter. Sub-Zero was awesome. Sub-Zero Scorpion was good. probably one of the best characters as well. But um, <laughs> I, I, I was always a Blanka remember-
0: or a Guile guy in Street Fighter.
1: I love. Just... I remember playing a lot of Gaiu, and I remember playing a lot of Ryu, um, yeah. or Ryu or however you want Re- to say it.
0: I think it's Ryu, Ryu,
1: Ryu. Yeah. And I, but for the most part, whenever I played Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, I just randomly selected a character and just button mashed, hoping <laughs> to beat. And
0: hey, you'd still win half the time, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I
1: got it. I had a pretty good, uh, pretty nice. good win to loss ratio.
0: Yeah, me, me and my brother uh, definitely went out a lot in Street Fighter too. Um, growing up, so lots lots of fun mm-hmm. fun adventures playing that game. Um, so um, our last game we want to talk about, uh, turning 30 years old this year, is Contra, originally released in the arcade, and then obviously got you know a, a, lot, of, a lot of fans from its NES releases. Uh, I want to say they made, I think, three NES Contra games, and they yeah, that started sounds making right. some for Super Nintendo and Generation after that. And, you know, Contra isn't really alive today. Um, but I still think there are still a lot of fans of the franchise and mm-hmm. still kind of remembered very fondly. You know, it's basically like the Rambo movies in like a cheesy side-scrolling video game form. <laughs> well, and even like the,
1: the cover art back in or like the the arcade booth, because in 1987 it was released in the arcade. It wasn't released on the NES, yeah. it was, which was a couple years later. But when it was released, I believe the arcade booth had like two characters that looked very surprisingly similar to, but not quite... Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger from their respective movies of uh, yeah. Rambo and Commando um, and so it was very it was kind of that macho gun running gun type side scroller platformer yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's hard you're hard pressed to watch if you if you are a huge youtube video game fan like myself you watch like the top list of different games and stuff and it's hard pressed to find any video game channel on youtube that w- doesn't talk about contra <laughs> it's still talked about yeah, all over it's, the place it's, like
0: it was still one of the most popular games like Speedrun. like I, i've seen lots of no yeah yeah speed running guys there's a guy who works at like my local used video game store who's just like insane Contra fan he did like a live stream with like he played through all the Contra games and you know um, it it still still has a pretty big following and you know what I think of when I think of Contra is the introduction of the Konami code you know which was up up down down left right left right AB start and originally that was put in I think because some of the developers while they're they put it in as basically a secret code for the playtesters to put in while they were replaying levels. Like, oh, yeah, just here, put in this little code that we put in, and it's kind of like a debug where you can, you know, go in and have more yeah. lives and keep playing. Um, but, you know, they accidentally left in the game. People found out about it, and people, like, loved it, and the Konami was that, or they were worried that everyone thought the game would be terrible and ruined, and then they yeah. just kind of started purposely putting it in all their games. And it kind of became this really cool thing in gaming culture since then. Yeah, so... Um, well,
1: and uh, Contra is kind of unique because it was so difficult. I don't yeah. know if you've ever played – if you played the original one, oh, and yeah, and it's, especially it's in, like, arcades where you're doing quarter-fed, oh, my goodness. <laughs> how many times did you have to restart and, you know, yeah, how many well, how many countless dollars and
0: – I like to compare it to almost kind of like Mega Man. Like, it's almost like a yeah. Mega Man game where – it's very kind of unforgiving you got to be very very precise with your shots and your jumps on one shot and you're dead oh, yeah, um, yeah. but it's co-op like you can play with two people which kind of adds to the insanity and to the difficulty at the same time but um the reason i love contra is because it kind of was the inspiration behind one of my other favorite arcade video game series which is metal slug and i love the metal oh, slug series yeah. it's pretty much like contra but with much prettier 16-bit um sprites mm-hmm. and um i think know that that series i have the anthology on my wii i still play it. like it's such a such a great series and um so i i think contra for even if i you know haven't played a lot of the contra games for bringing me metal slug because i love metal slug
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've played a little bit of contra the first one and i never could make it that far it was like the original ninja gaiden yeah <laughs> both were just like practically impossible games to beat i mean you had to work at it so much and um, it's still a classic that stands strong today. And, I, I yeah, like you said, speedrunners run, speed do it all the time. And, and make you it's feel still, like you're
0: terrible at the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great. I love that feeling. So, <laughs> so uh,
0: that's, right. our,
1: that's our list of uh, games that are celebrating their 30th anniversary. And this is only some of them. There are a few others that yeah. are, are celebrating, but we felt like these were the, the top games to talk about.
0: Yep, so uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see some uh, some of those games maybe re-released on uh, current consoles or maybe special editions or sequels or something put out uh, for our 30th anniversary. Um, who knows? Well, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, moving on into our final segment, we always like to leave you guys with uh, what we've been playing this week. Um, for me, I've been getting back into Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, uh, obviously on my 3DS. And mm-hmm. I forgot how much i love this game um i was so ridiculously hyped for this game when it got announced back on, on the wii because i love the donkey kong country series Um uh, retro studio you know makes such polished games and so i got with the wii and i actually 100 percented it in college with a you know a friend of the show uh rob conley <laughs> we, we played <laughs> through the things like so many times and uh we we found every secret beat all the kong temples got all the collectibles um had a ton of fun with it and I've actually beaten it two other times since then I beat it on my own. And then I also beat it with my uh, sister who was a big donkey Kong fan. And so, um, I, I've played a lot of tropical freeze with sequel since then. I actually prefer that one, but I haven't gone back to it for that reason. Ever since I had the wii u tropical freeze, I just kind of, I don't need to play that one anymore. I like tropical freeze more, but, um, it's been fun having it on my, on my 3ds, having it portable so I can just open it and play. Um, a level every now and then, and so I've been having a lot of fun going back to that, and I've kind of come to I really appreciate what a what a great game it is, and how well it works on portable is awesome. So, I yeah, oh, I I just love Donkey Kong games. <laughs> <laughs> I th- this week I actually I just bought on eBay Donkey Kong uh, Jungle Beat and Donkey Konga for GameCube. There was like a bundle oh, got them both for like fifteen bucks, free shipping. So oh um, gosh, yeah. So I'm excited. I got permission from my wife to. Buy some DK bongos, and so <laughs> I'm gonna be bongoing it up here uh, oh, man. at my house soon, g- going through that. But those are like the only two uh, uh, DK games for console that I don't own, so I'm gonna kind of complete my Donkey Kong collection here. So that's
1: actually really impressive. Those are the only two that you really didn't own at this time for console. For console,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. And, unless mean, you obviously. count Donkey Konga Two, which I guess I'll probably have to get at some point too. But yeah, whatever. yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been Completion playing that. In a lot of fun uh definitely check that out it's a nintendo select now so you can get it for like uh, 15 20 bucks um and then i've also been playing wave race uh blue storm on the nintendo gamecube it was a (laughs) launch game on the gamecube actually and yeah uh it's a ton of fun like i i was playing it and i was having a lot of fun with it i like found it um so i i dug it out and been playing through it um and There's actually a pretty complex trick system where you can do different tricks and stunts to gain boost, and it's got a great risk-reward of, hey, you can miss up to five buoys in a level or in a race. So if you're on, like, your third lap and you still have, like, two or three buoys to miss, like, you can kind of, like, risk it. Like, oh, I'm going to take a shortcut and miss one or two buoys, um, and I'll get, you know, go a little bit faster, but I just have to be careful not to miss five or you get disqualified. So um, I really like the risk-reward. It reminds me a lot of, you know, kind of the similar system how F-Zero works in its it's boosts but yeah it's a lot of fun that the water physics in that game i'm so impressed like here in 2017 you know 16 years later they had really good water physics and i made a really cool racing game for gamecube so i'd love to see that game get like remastered re-released for like 20 bucks or even a a new version of it to come out you know they'll
1: bundle it with f-zero
0: yeah (laughs) a a rave race uh slash f-zero game like a two-in-one bundle like like the NES uh duck cut cartridge <laughs> that be <laughs> uh but oh, yeah man. i've i've been playing some retro games it's it, it's been fun uh going back to some, some of my old favorite games i played growing up so um yeah what about you Rob?
1: Uh, so this first week of january has been a little bit rough i have been gone most of the week so i haven't had as much time to play games and um i kind of made a new year's resolution i have a lot of games in my steam and so i was gonna say like i'm just gonna start playing through them for like a couple minutes each and just see like if i like it or not and maybe keep it. So it kind of just because I had so I was looking through my Steam library and I have like 270 games Holy and so cow. it was like I have 270 games I've probably played like 15 of them so far so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start kind of cranking through those and just I will, Dude, I will not finish 270 hit, games hit in,
0: us up on Twitter do you have more or less games in your Steam library than Rob does <laughs> I would be curious I, I I have seen some people
1: I was looking at someone's Steam page the other day and they had like a thousand oh, games it was insane. like you <laughs> you never going to have the time to play all those. Can, I don't even have all the time to play 200. If you look up someone's
0: profile on Steam? Can you see all the games that they they've purchased?
1: Yeah, you can so see it's kind of
0: public. Okay.
1: You can see you can see all the games that they the number of games they own. I don't know if you can see if they've purchased it or not like oh, okay, uh, gotcha. I don't know like the specifics, but I know you can see that they how many games they have and how many hours they've put into some games sometimes. <laughs> That's always fun. Uh, uh,
0: I'm kind of glad that like my systems like don't tell me how much I've played because I feel like I would be like ashamed of how much I've played some of my favorite games and systems but at the same time I'm really curious to see like how much time did I put into the N64 or, like, the GameCube or my original DS? Like,
1: Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think about that sometimes. I, I realize it's a really depressingly large number, and I probably don't <laughs> want to think
0: of that one all the yeah. way through. But so
1: I, that's one of my goals for 2017 um, is not to beat all 270 games in my Steam library. Let's start working my way through them Maybe. and at least play a good majority of them. And when I say play, I don't mean, like, play all the way through them or beat the game. I mean, like, at least spend a few minutes playing it. Give it a shot, see if I like it. If I don't, I'm going to uninstall it and probably never play it again. And <laughs> if I like it, I might play it again. Yeah, there um, you go. And but I did play the Last of Us Remastered a little bit more, getting okay. a little further in the story and I'm discovering something. The zombie like clicker things oh, so are terrifying. easy.
0: Wait, what do you mean easy? The humans are the worst. Oh, uh, okay. See, prefer okay, uh, for the zombie sections to the human The fish.
1: zombie sections are, I mean, they're easy to trick. You can figure out ways around them, like a brick they here. They're more predictable, yeah. They're so predictable. And even if you get, like, if you kind of piss, you know, all of them notice you and they all get pissed off and freak out and start running at you, you can, even if there's like four or five of them attacking you at once with your companions and stuff like that, you can kind of and running around in circles and stuff, you can figure out ways to get around them and not have a problem. But the humans, I'm discovering that it's... I die more times trying to beat humans, and I set off more alarms and get shot more times trying yeah. to beat the humans well, than they do anyone else Because humans game. set
0: traps, and they will actually shoot you from a distance. They don't have to run up to you in melee. And their AI <laughs> is a little smarter. It's more like the yeah.
1: Uncharted games, but with you having significantly less ammo and less of a... And being an awful shot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that, so that's, that's true. Not think about. I I think I I got more frustrated during the uh, the human sections. I did the zombie sections. That, that no. You mentioned,
1: I mean, so. and so that's kind of slowed down the progress of making it through that game. But I am slowly making my way through it. I believe I'm nice about half through it. So we'll we'll make it eventually. I swear. <laughs> and
0: right. maybe I'll play Fallout 3 before all is said yeah. and done. <laughs> Classic Rob, so I'm sure we'll get updated in Fallout 3 uh, next week. But, Anyways, that uh, about wraps up our show this week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Listen underscore games. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to break down all the Nintendo Switch news that will be coming your way on Thursday of this week. So, um, From us here at Heylisten Games, we hope you have a great week and we leave you with the Electric Man theme from the original Mega Man. See ya!